Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, year one targets identified for Grant McCaslin and the Red Raiders. And we also hear from you regarding mobile QB problems and a scalding of Chris Level. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again today. And I don't know if I anticipated uh, having this to discuss as we wrap up the week. Maybe you did, but we got a Red Raider hoop schedule now to digest as Grant McCaslin and company find out who the ops will be in year one of the McCaslin era. And we knew that this was going to be a really interesting thing because obviously the Big 12 scheduling format uh, is undergoing changes now with the uh, holdovers and additions uh, in the league for a year this time around, or I should say next time around. And obviously you'll have uh, two departures and uh, we'll continue then in a new type of scheduling approach on the other side of that. So we knew that there was going to be some interesting conversation I guess to uh, say the least from all across the league as uh, it relates to who you get who you miss and of course who you're visiting who you're hosting there will be some you get both home and away uh, some you get one or the other and uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how it shook out for Texas Tech I think certainly what the headline is probably for most Red Raider basketball fans by now is uh, our deepest sympathies to the state of Kansas none of you get to see the Red Raiders in person, but we're not too torn up about that (laughs) in Lubbock, Texas, missing out on Allen Fieldhouse or the Octagon. I know that was a big headline, Chris, but uh, what else is standing out to you about the schedule? Yeah, you know, I'll, you know, we we talked about this when it was kind of ending uh, last year. I'll miss the round robin. I thought it was so clean and just, just so simple to, to grasp and understand and, and just fair, you know, and, and and now with the numbers being what they are, you're, you're right. It's not going to be that way, uh, you know, this year and, and really going forward uh, because there'll be at least 12 teams in the league uh, starting, you know, next year when Texas and Oklahoma depart and maybe there's more we'll see. But, yeah, you, you know, I, I think uh, keeping some of the home and homes uh, re- regionally makes a lot of sense. I think they, they've indicated that, that, you know, they tried to, you know, have ge- geography in mind and there's some regional rivalries. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense basketball-wise not to have a home and home with TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State going forward. And, and, and probably Houston, too. You're not going to get that in year one. But, yeah, the first thing that I looked at, to your point, was no trip to Fog Allen. You know, uh, I, I I think some people may look at that and go, oh, man, uh, it, it's fun to because to, they're going to be preseason number one in the country. I, I just have only seen it, it work out one time. And I've seen <laughs> uh, right there in person. You, you've come close a few times, but more often than not, it, it is lopsided and it's a, just a very difficult place to play. So. You could make the argument maybe the toughest place to play in the country. So the fact that you don't have to go play in one of the toughest places in the country, yes, big time reward if you can get it done without a doubt. But it, it didn't hurt my feelings that that you don't have to go to 
either one of the nicknamed uh, arenas, right. you know, F- Fog, Fog Allen or the Octagon of Doom. Yeah. And, and I would expect Kansas State to be pretty good as well, uh, based on uh, the way Jerome Tang and, and Yurik, uh, the, the former Texas Tech assistant, are, are recruiting. So, and, and I, I looked at it. Okay, so so here, here's if you want my honest opinion on what I looked at at the schedule. We all look at it uh, from how it affects us or what what you're dealing with, and and sometimes some of the basketball road trips are pretty difficult because it's a weeknight and you get home at like four or five in the morning and it can take it out of you whether you're player, coach, broadcaster, whatever. And so I was just looking at the long road trips. Like West Virginia is always the tricky one because that's a long, it's a long trip. And, and, you know, Ames is not so much, but those are, you know, typically the two, two, two furthest ones. But uh, I looked, I mean, no Cincinnati trip, no Provo yeah. trip. Now I'll make that uh, Provo trip uh, in football. That's a bit different. I should think that, uh, that Joey's going to take his football team up a day early, I think, just like with uh, Wyoming because of the altitude. But basketball is a bit different because it's in and it's out. But it's it, it could be on a Monday or a Tuesday or whatever, and then you, you're staring at a game two or three days later. That's that's the difference. But uh, you, you're, your only lengthy road trips, Cowan, are, are, are the Morgantown one, and then you're going to Orlando. Other yeah. than that, everything is really regional and – and, and I say that because this these are the games that the Tech fans have been going to. You know, your, your Austins, your Wacos, your Fort Worths, your Stillwaters, and then now Houston. That's five of, of your road games right there. And then, yeah, you've, you've got to go make a trip to Morgantown. And, and I, I, I meant uh, I excluded Norman as well. You, you, you know, a lot of Tech fans have shown up to the Norman games as well because it's very close proximity to the Metroplex. So that's kind of how I viewed it. Uh, I won't miss having to go to the state of Kansas this year. Doesn't break hurt my heart or, or hurt my feelings <laughs> or anything like that. So I don't know what else uh, you thought when you saw it, but well, that's kind of the way I I looked at it. The Kansas factor, I mean, leaps out immediately, obviously. Um, but I didn't really consider what you described there, which I think is a great point. The road trips that you do have uh, logistically are very manageable, but also might be an environment uh, that could I don't want to say be favorable to you but uh, a lot of red raiders have been showing up in those locales you're absolutely right about that the ones you get both home and away uh, oklahoma state central florida baylor texas christian texas um the ones that are coming to lubbock but you won't visit cincinnati kansas k-state byu the ones you'll visit but you won't host iowa state houston oklahoma and west virginia so i'd almost call it uh a good break I mean, I don't know what other way to look at it. We kind of looked at the football schedule this way, and I hate to even be in this frame of mind. I just – I wish you were still in a position where you just play everybody and we never even considered scheduling because this is not an exercise we ever went through, really, in, in years gone by. You look at it and you say, oh, yeah, okay, well, you're playing all the teams again, home and away, terrific. You might think about, like, okay, big Monday or Saturday afternoon or, you know, whatever it might be there, but uh, this is a new exercise both in football and basketball season, and. You know, much like we talked about with the Red Raiders from a football perspective, feel like you got quite the hefty challenge uh, there on the gridiron this time around. But while it will remain hefty, I'm not trying to spin it any other way than very difficult as life is in the Big 12 Conference as a basketball team. Yes. I think there's some, I don't know, decent breaks in there. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, uh, I, I was, uh, the other thing I was kind of looked at, I was like, you got lumped in with, uh, 
Central Florida in the home and home part, and I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Yeah. Is that you know they, they they needed to be lumped in with? I mean, because it it would have made sense, I would think, and, and I'm sure there's reasons why. Why wasn't Houston in that group and not Central Florida? Right. Um, if if we're if we're really, but maybe Central Florida needed another you know, geography partner, uh, if you will. I don't, I don't, I haven't, yeah. Cause I, I do know that central Florida is the only school in the, in, in this format that's going to play all the other new ones in a, in a home and home. And obviously, uh, Texas tech is a, is a home and home, uh, as well. And so maybe they were trying to limit travel, uh, I think with, with them and, mm. and all that, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but I thought that was uh, interesting that, you know, cause which one of these is not like the other. Well, I, I know that BYU probably has this title of the uh, most Western now, I guess, geographically speaking, but I thought the Orlando to Lubbock and Lubbock to Orlando might have just been a sick joke for somebody in the league <laughs> office. Let's get these bookends <laughs> out of here hey, to meet up twice. <laughs> I, I hope we get to go see Mickey Mouse. I've made yeah, this, I've made the flight uh, from, from Lubbock <laughs> to Orlando before before going to, to Disney World a couple times with the family, and yeah. it's not a bad way. It's, it's it, I, I would guess – three-ish uh, hours, you know, obviously you have the time change and all that stuff, but um, yeah, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm starting to gather that, you know, central, I've seen people really try to put you in the BYU future rivalry category. Have you seen these, these stories? I've heard some talk. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there, there's some, it's like, I think there's people trying to look at, okay, a few years from now, what what is going to be kind of a new sneaky rivalry? And I've seen Texas Tech and BYU put connected. One of that is because there's a natural Mike Leach connection there. He spent so much time here, and then obviously he went to to school there and was a rugby player at BYU and 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 learned under Lavelle Edwards and on and on. And so that, that that's the you know people are trying to project a bit, but I I think Central Florida also has a sneaky chance to to be relevant to the texas tech fan you're going to get them in football this year uh you're getting a home and home with them in basketball their fans are either extremely passionate or very mouthy depending on uh, how you want to to phrase it i don't know if they have a nickname for their basketball venue but the football stadium is called the bounce house um, so, you know, I mean, it, it, they've got a lot going on and their, 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 their chest is puffed out for sure. I will, from a basketball standpoint too, don't sleep on these guys. They did just have somebody drafted fairly high in the first round of the NBA draft. So, um, I think that the, you know, they're, they're not like some power, but they're not also some afterthought either. So, um, you know, maybe Central Florida has a chance to, to blossom for the Texas Tech fan and be fairly meaningful. I don't know. We'll see. Well, even for the third or fourth pick, uh, there's an athlete or two in the state of Florida. So I, I really wouldn't rule out any possibilities coming out of Orlando uh, with these guys. Not that they're going to necessarily overtake, obviously, what we know to be those Florida brands, but good grief. Um, that's one that you can anticipate competitively on whatever front. Uh, maybe really taking a large step forward because of the fertile recruiting grounds uh, from within which they operate. Okay, can't wait to get it started. We do have a little bit of time, though. Just want to warn everybody, it's uh, you know July 21st, and we're less than, what, 60 days? We're less than 45, 57? I'm from Lamb County. Why did I try to get into math? Uh, from football kickoff, so we're getting back to football coming up ahead. We were talking making sense or not. Just a moment ago, and four cents, where do we go on a Friday? 
we go to the YouTube comments. We'll hear from you next on Locked On Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. And if you want a championship team, you need championship parts, and they've all got to fit just right. And it's no different when it comes to your vehicle. Every part's got to fit just right, and that's where eBay Motors is stepping in. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits exactly right the first time, every time. Just head on over to ebaymotors.com, add your ride info to the My Garage portal, and look for the green check to know the part is an exact fit or you're getting your money back. No risk. In sports or in life, confidence is the name of the game, and that's exactly what you're going to have when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from and with the right parts guaranteed, you'll be back in the game and on the road in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, and at the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Always appreciate an opportunity to hear from Locked On Texas Tech viewers in the YouTube comments. Thanks for participating out there each and every day, mixing it up. Little virtual fur flying in the Locked On Texas Tech YouTube comments. And some interesting thoughts uh, wanted to get to here today as we wrap up the week, Chris. We're going to get uh, first to a football thought, which really, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't think. I don't think this is a bad uh, perspective here or a bad question delivered by our guy, Chad Pulford, 3653, who says, we never had a quarterback get hurt for like 15 years. As soon as we start running them, they get hurt every season, sometimes multiple times. Why do we keep beating our head against the wall expecting a different outcome? Chris, there's uh, a few things to process here, I guess. Th this is kind of intriguing because... Obviously, when you did go through that great run of quarterbacks, uh, you were not asking them to do a whole lot uh, as ball carriers or physically uh, in the open field. And I don't know if that's really what I thought you've asked them to do, you know, in the, the preceding decade, at least consistently or from an extended point of view. But obviously, it does seem like some things are changing, I guess, right now as to how you might be using your quarterback. What do you make of this thought? Because there, there may be some sense to it. Well, I, I would uh, I, I would say this. Uh, B.J. Simmons got hurt. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury got hurt. Uh, Cody Hodges missed uh, missed uh, some time. Um, we, we remember the the Taylor Potts, Stephen Sheffield injuries. Um, so e even in that run where, where we kind of remember it uh, a certain way, there were certain. I mean, Graham Harrell smashed his hand, uh, you know, and, and it was broken. Uh, and he played, uh, I think, the bowl game uh, that you know his. Let's see. I guess the 2008 season with basically a smashed, uh, you know, all kinds of broken uh, bones uh, in, in his hand. So, um, you know, and 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 I I I, I understand the sentiment. I, I totally get it. Uh, I and I think. We just have to remember that, you know, like Alan Bowman in Tucson, Arizona, he's in the pocket and he gets he gets sacked and landed on. It has nothing to do with him running. Um, he gets his, he just gets landed on his collarbone and it it breaks. I think uh, now Tyler Shuck two years ago in his first year here, 
yeah, he's diving into the end zone in Austin, and that's when his first injury occurred. I think that, that last year it was way down the field against Murray State, and he just doesn't slide quick enough. Uh, but Baron Morton last year got dinged up. He was in the backfield, and he had a, a, a would-be pass rusher kind of too close to him, and he kind of landed down and kind of tweaked that ankle. Had nothing to do with him being a, a runner. It's True. it's a tough sport, you know, and and guys get hurt. And I would say, yeah, you've been on a weird run uh, with with not having uh, a primary starter for however many years it's been. But you know, look look around the league. This is something we've talked about on this show often. Most people in the league last year were dealing with with a, an injury at quarterback, and whether that player missed a game or three or half the season or the entire season and in, in, in nearly in, in Chandler Morris's case at TCU, hence the reason you hear the name uh, Max Duggan. Running as a QB is going to be a component of the game. Uh, you may not like it. You may not feel comfortable with it. Guys are going to continue to get dinged up. But this is going to be a component that Texas Tech and most schools uh, in, in the country employ j- just – the, the style here and it, it's a component of in the red zone and short yardage that I just think if you if you aren't doing it boy you're you're really making it more difficult on yourself and I, I look at I mean look at look at like what uh, did with Jalen Hurts last year in the NFL and they play so many more games but Jalen Hurts you know and, and typically they don't let NFL guys because they're paying them so much you know, get out, and, and, and he ran for, I think, 13 touchdowns, nearly 800 yards. So at all levels, it's just a component of the game. And I think I, I go back to, oh, like Iowa State game last year whenever Tyler Shuck kind of milks the, you know, the clock and, and ends the game basically as a runner. And uh, I just, you know, yes, do you have to be smart about it? Absolutely. Do you have to be mindful of, of putting your QB in harm's way without a doubt, but it's sports, uh, it's football. I think guys are going to get dinged up, but yeah, you want to tell Tyler, cause like, how about going back to the OU game whenever Alan Bowman got hurt uh, the first time, I think with the collapsed lung, if he cuts it up the field, he's walks in the end zone and this, he decides to go out of bounds near at the end of the first half and he just gets popped. And, and then he comes out of the locker room and, you know, he just made kind of a wrong decision. Uh, but so you have to, you know, be smart. And, and maybe it, and it's easier for me to say it, but you have to tell a guy, hey, man, don't be a competitor. Don't, don't <laughs> for two yards, you know, maybe go down, get out of bounds. And, it, and, and you come off as soft or not tough or whatever. But, but you got to live to fight another down. Sometimes this is the smart play. You got to live to fight another day. That context is important. Um, Maybe a couple of things that play there to uh, refute uh, the comment or the perspective. If you're interested in doing that, maybe you agree with it totally, but a couple of things that play in that maybe it wasn't quite as clean as we want to remember it uh, during that era. And then also we can't assume during this recent stretch that those injuries have come exclusively on designed QB run plays, <laughs> which would kind of lead to the problem, I guess, uh, that's being described there in the question. And I I still don't look at these guys as like some overt turn to a running quarterback. I, I don't look at Baron Morton or like, are they capable in some moments? It sure seems like they are and you want them to be, but dual threat, I, I'm not really putting them in that category, but 
Interesting perspective, interesting question. And uh, appreciate the thought there from CP3653. Did I get it right? I don't know. I'm not going to show it again. So let's just act like I did. Okay, before we are out of here, Chris Level, present your knuckles so I can hit you with a ruler because you're being scolded in the YouTube comments. Wow, who knew Level had knuckle tats? If you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> it's a ring. You yeah, meant yeah, I thought, yeah. what's spelled out there? Yeah. I don't know if I can say yeah. that on the. Okay. <laughs> We're back with one more again from the YouTube comments. Next, a Chris Level scolding on Locked On Texas Tech. Always glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you got this podcast so you never miss an episode we're on the downhill run to football season but i think uh you know before kickoff chris still plenty of time for something like this there could be days where we're just too damn busy to get to uh, a scolding for chris level from the youtube comments but that day is not today my friend so this is how we wrap up the week this week hearing from our good friend kim coulter 4203 who has this to say I really like this show. So we're off to a great start so far. I really like this show, but I've never seen a fellow Red Raider as afraid to talk about winning as much as Chris Level. I'm sorry for the negative comment because I genuinely like the show. Okay, stated that again. That's good. But as I've said in the past, it's almost as if he's embarrassed to be a Red Raider. Wreck him. Chris Level. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I uh, so I, I when you read this, like I, you know, I, I'm curious your opinion here. <laughs> I mean, like I, you, you do this show with me, and, and you and I have worked together for I don't know when we first met each other ten years ago, twelve years ago. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how long our relationship go, goes back, but I mean I I, I was I'm curious as to, as to your take on on this, and I'm I, I I'm I guess I'm kind of missing. Maybe I'm, I need to go back and pay attention to the actual show that she commented on that we were doing. Because anyway, I'm gonna I want you to give your opinion on that. And, and again, if you think she's right, man, call me out on it. I, I uh... Uh, it was July twentieth, two thousand and nine, roughly when uh, you came floating into the room I was in on a cloud. And I think we I think we first met just for proper context. Um, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, uh, I, I think the, one of the best ways to digest this show, and you and I have more practice than anyone, we have to listen to the entirety of this thing every time. All right? So thoughts and <laughs> prayers for us. Is to kind of just tune out every once in a while, and then you come back in. Then maybe you're dazed in traffic or whatever. You tune back out. Then you come back in. That's probably how I would take it in if I was a real consumer. Uh, Kim is is one of our most active participants uh, in the YouTube comment section, so we certainly appreciate her. She's been a loyal viewer uh, for quite some time now. And on occasion, I've seen a comment like this before uh, from Kim uh, regarding a stance you might have taken. And I'll tell you, with 100% consistency, Chris, Right up to this most recent one. Every time I see it, I think, what the hell did he say? <laughs> because I'm never remembering anything that's too shameful, but maybe I'm missing it too. So we'll just ask for more feedback from the YouTube comments out there. If you're picking up what Kim is putting down, yeah, please let us know. But I, mean, I think you properly, Chris, either as a lifelong Red Raider fan or a broadcaster, I think you properly tap 
the brakes, <laughs> which is a good idea, uh, I think, in just about all sports scenarios. So, no, I got no beef. And if you if you take that graphic off, you know I wore I wore a tech shirt just for Kim, uh, you know. <laughs> so I've got my right there. I mean, you know, yeah. Look, I I think it would be bad of me with what I do if I had pom poms all the time and, and I was cheerleader fanboy. Uh, I don't think that's how you do this job. I think you have to call things out. Now, do I? I've never been embarrassed to be a Red Raider. In fact, I I probably take major offense to to that you know, like line of, of comment. Uh, but, you, Kim. Yeah, no, but everybody okay, is okay. entitled to their opinion and Kim may just not care for me or, or my opinion. That's fine. You know, the teach his own, but I, I appreciate her watching. Uh, but I look, do we, you know, and, and Calvin, you and I probably can, we can probably hint around it. There, there's been times when we've had these conversations about like football season coming up and, you, you know, like, are we annoying everybody? Is tech annoying everybody? Are like, ooh, this is this is heavy praise that they're being projected and 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 all that. And like, we try to we try to paint both sides of those equations. Like, okay, here's some of the issues that that could be in in line for you, or here's some of the things you should be really excited about. But I've never been afraid of. Yeah, if I was afraid of winning or afraid of losing, I wouldn't have traveled up and down the roads for the last fifteen years. And missing time with my family and and get my ass kicked repeatedly, uh, you know, not not that it's me, but just as an alum. But you, you just you 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 pull your bootstraps up and you you get back on the horse and you uh, and and you go go yeah, give me another one and if it's a, if it's a beating let's do it again uh, because I've seen I've seen most of these programs really at one point or another their best and at some level kind of their worst. Um, yes, and you, I, have. you know, both both uh, both sports that I work with, but certainly not afraid of, of winning. I don't apologize for being a tech alum or the fact that I'll never move away from Lubbock uh, ever. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, it, it's what I've chosen to do for a living and Cowan to a certain extent you have too. I mean, that's just what we kind of do and we follow and what we care about, you know, but no, I don't. So do I protect my emotions on occasion or do I try to keep it real on occasion? Absolutely. I think all I'm occasions. Not doing, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Uh, otherwise is like being a, uh, an analyst or, or, you know, having an integrity with what you, because how boring would it be if I sat up here and be like, you're winning the national championship. Yeah. I mean, write it down. You're winning. We the best. And you do that every year. Yeah. With, with a, with a <laughs> phone And so I, I, I don't know, maybe if that's what she's, hinting at i don't know and maybe i'd love to hear from others uh yeah we'll we'll get some response here yeah i think and we'll see what they have to say uh look life is a red raider is a character (laughs) building experience and if you go if you want to go full tilt thinking this is the year then by all means go full tilt i will not and i don't know if there'll ever be a year where i actually will unless you're like coming off of that 12-0 national title title run and look how foreign is a national title to me as a tech fan i don't even know how many games you'd have to win to get there certainly more than 12 so that's inaccurate but you get the idea i don't know what it would take man but i've been a lifelong red raider i've got generations of red raiders in my family and they have passed down the wisdom to temper my expectations (laughs) heading into just about every season this is lubbock texas baby a drinking town with a football problem so i don't think that that status (laughs) has uh, changed in 2023, but maybe Joey McGuire is going to do something about it. Okay, I think I'm going to take back my tisk tisk. Uh, you, you've you've convinced me that I actually think that 
you are not embarrassed to be a Red Raider. So, Kim, <laughs> let's hear what you think about that and the rest of you as well out there in the YouTube comments. Thanks to everybody who's out there every day making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And, Chris, thank you for not being embarrassed to work with me because that's really the most important thing. Uh, well, I, I've th- you know we've been doing this. We're getting on uh, about a year now. I've, I've thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I appreciate all listeners like or, or viewers like Kim, whether she thinks I'm an idiot or, or not. Uh, but I, I certainly appreciate it. I think that's what makes this platform fun is that we're not always all going to agree with each other or, or Cowan and I, but uh, it, it's it's meant to entertain and inform and and all that. And with that, I hope to see, you know, everybody out at the arena. If you're watching this on a, on a Friday, I hope to see everybody out at the arena uh, tonight for more, yeah. you know, Texas tech entertainment, because I'm, I'm not embarrassed to go in that arena. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to put on that headset and I'm not embarrassed of winning or losing. So that, that's, that's right. Or, or, or to wear that right there. Yeah. Right there. You know I mean? And Chris is standing on the desk right now. So you've got us two back to, we got to get out. We got to wrap this up before I get too fired up and just leap through a window. Yeah. All right. right. Have a great weekend, everybody. And thanks for joining us as always for Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you for the next round on locked on Texas tech.